I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The explosion that never happened. What am I talking about? Okay, here's the scoop. On Monday morning, this business news aggregation influencer dropped a bomb on Twitter. The Twitter account in question has a massive following of over six hundred and fifty thousand, and is best known for posting Bloomberg news headlines. The handle posted an image of a quote-unquote large explosion near the Pentagon complex. It sent shivers through social media. The Pentagon complex, which is the seat of the world's most powerful military force, has been attacked before, on 9/11. Yes, the same day that two hijacked planes brought down the twin World Trade Center towers in Manhattan, another one rammed into the five-sided building of the U.S. defense establishment. So it was no surprise that an image of an explosion near the Pentagon caused alarm. Fortunately, this one was a false alarm. The explosion theory was quickly debunked, but not before it went viral. Even prominent accounts, including Russia Today, a Russian state media site, retweeted it. Reports even suggest the tweet's influence stretched beyond social media, affecting the stock market, as the Dow Jones Industrial Index dropped 85 points in just four minutes. And to add to that chaos, the S&P 500 also experienced a sharp decline shortly after the image gained traction. Through influential accounts, but you do see the problem, right? What's worse, a close look revealed that not only was the image fake, but it may have been generated by artificial intelligence. Yes, AI is the troublemaker here. In fact, this fake image is just one of many created by AI that have been making the rounds lately. Take, for example, the Pope in a fashionable white long puffer coat, or that black and white photo created by a German artist. That snagged a prize at the Sony World Photography Awards. Basically, generative AI is playing a significant role in spreading misinformation worldwide. But of course, this isn't a new problem. Photoshop existed before AI, and altered photos and doctored videos have caused trouble before. But this time, it's got a fresh coat of paint. Additionally, the incident once again throws the spotlight on Twitter's verification challenges. Especially after its recent revamp with the Twitter Blue subscription service, you see, in the past, those sought-after blue check badges had the stamp of authority. They were given to users whose identities were verified by the platform. But the new Twitter Blue program sells the blue check mark for just eight dollars a month. Experts in the industry aren't just concerned about the AI boom fueling the spread of false information. They are also raising eyebrows over Twitter Blue handing out verification badges to practically anyone. In fact, in November last year, as soon as Elon Musk rolled out Twitter Blue, a bunch of fake accounts pretending to be celebrities and big brands flooded the platform. So, what's the takeaway here? When AI-generated information collides with the power of social media, misinformation spreads like wildfire. But how do we battle this? Well, for now. Don your skeptics hat and question everything. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you read yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with food for thought. 
Hello, I'm Farheen Khan and this is the Deep Dive for 24th May 2023. Dubious made in India cough syrups have put the spotlight on the country's pharmaceutical regulations or should we say the inadequacy of the existing regulations. Recently, a new mandate came for Indian cough syrup manufacturers from the Directorate General of Foreign Trade or DGFT which is the central agency that governs foreign trade in the country. As per the notification, cough syrup exporters will have to get their products tested at specified government labs from 1st June before getting an AOK for exports. Simultaneously, the US Drug Regulatory Authority or the FDA has reportedly also issued a guideline for the pharmaceutical industry at large about testing medical shipments for the high-risk compounds diethylene glycol or DEG or ethylene glycol, or EG, in drugs. The permissible limit for usage of these compounds in medicines is 0.10%. Now, the main reason for enforcing these new rules and guidelines is the fact that certain India-made cough syrups, which had traces of DEG and EG, have been linked to 70 children's death in Gambia last year. The mysterious deaths in the African country were followed by cases in Indonesia and Uzbekistan as well. Probes by the World Health Organization and the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention had held contaminated India-made cough syrups responsible for these deaths. Lab tests revealed unacceptable levels of DEG and EG in those spurious cough syrups that were prescribed to children for common illnesses. These compounds are toxic and are known to cause acute kidney injury. In fact, DEG and EG had also been associated with the deaths of 17 children in Jammu earlier in 2020. The WHO had also identified some drug makers in India and Indonesia which produced the syrups, one being Haryana-based Maiden Pharmaceuticals Limited and another one is the Uttar Pradesh-based Marion Biotech. Reportedly, the children who had consumed cough syrups manufactured by these companies were unable to pass urine due to kidney injuries before succumbing to renal failure. While initially, India's drug regulator was dismissive of the findings, these cases have obviously brought a lot of disrepute to the country's massive pharmaceutical industry. You see, the problem doesn't end with the -the over-the-counter cough syrups alone. Earlier this year, the Tamil Nadu-based Global Pharma Healthcare had to recall its line of eye drops after it was alleged to have caused blindness among 55 people and three deaths in the US. And these are just two of the recent scandals in India's pharmaceutical industry. There have been many more in the past. Expectedly, it's raising a lot of questions around India's drug regulations. Because while India is the largest provider of generic medicines, contributing almost 20% of the world's supply, it is also notorious for producing and marketing counterfeit drugs. In fact, a survey by the Central Drug Standard Control Organization or the CDSCO which is the regulatory body for cosmetics, pharmaceuticals and medical devices, found that between 2014 and 2016, 5% of Indian drugs, many of which were produced by leading pharmaceutical companies, failed the quality check. Now, although there are a number of central and state regulations for Indian drug makers, there are plenty of problems with India's regulatory framework. For one, it's nearly not robust enough. Two, there are not enough auditors for all manufacturing facilities. Often, big drug makers outsource production to smaller companies and they end up escaping the regulatory scrutiny because of the dearth of auditors. There's also a lot of oversight. For example, 
Meerut Farmer, whose cough syrup allegedly caused the Gambian deaths, appears to be a repeat offender. Yet the company has been certified by the CDSCO. Now, if we look at the case of Gambia, the issue is that small, low, and middle-income or LMIC nations don't have the capacity to have a strong regulatory framework akin to that of the US or European nations, which means that such LMIC nations that include India are likely to get the worst version of any drug. Often, these countries largely depend on the approvals from exporting regions. In Gambia's case, it happened to be India. Yet, for the most part, Indian drug regulators have ignored quality-related concerns that have been flagged over and over again. If you like listening to The Signal Daily, please show us some support. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this podcast. So feel free to shoot an email at hello at thesignal.co. The Signal Daily is produced in association with IBM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorbudi and Manaswini. Edited by Dinesh Narayanan. Mastered and mixed by Manas and Nirvan. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are thesignal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.